0: Revival comes through the Word of God and what He said, and it comes through a tender, humble heart. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. And now, your hosts, Bill Eliff and Kyle Reno. Well, welcome to the podcast for One Cry. We are so thrilled you're here with us, and... Uh, I got my old running buddy, Kyle Reno. Right <laughs> and, uh, you know, we may not be accomplishing much, but we're having a lot of fun. Every week. Every week. Yeah, it's our job. No, uh, we are seriously so thrilled for the privilege of you letting us into your mind and heart and car or home, wherever you are. And uh, last week, we talked a little bit about the Word of God. And how it relates to revival, how mm-hmm. the Word is a primary tool that revives us. Right. And uh, we really weren't planning it, but uh, we started thinking, okay, let's talk. Let's take a podcast and just talk about the Word of God mm-hmm. and how it revives us corporately. Right. And And the same biblical passage came to our mind, right. uh, Kyle, out of chapter 22 of Second Kings. Right. About the story of Josiah. Yeah. Tell us
1: about that a little bit. Well, I mean, you look at it, last week, just honestly, we walked into a moment and felt like the wind of the Spirit in it, and that Mm. God's Word does something in us personally, you know, and that individually, He can bring us back to life, give us perspective, give us breath, give us instruction. Uh, That's that's a great personal revival we saw in Psalm 119. But there's these moments uh, in the life of God's people. Where it's interesting, I, I, I love the story in, in St. Kings uh, twenty two, is because they almost stumbled back across God's word. Yeah, it looked like an accident, but it was certainly a divine. Oh, accident. divine! Yeah. yeah, like God knew. I I you got to think, and Lord, let this be true now, mm-hmm. that God knew He had a He had a man. Yeah, that would would hear the word yeah. and bring it to the people. See, so you, you pick it up and. Hilkiah, the high priest, there's this moment where he said, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. That Mm -hmm. crazy thought.
0: Well, and what's cool is Josiah, who became king at eight. Right. You just think about some of your boys. That's right. uh, Yeah. In charge (laughs) of Saul. But but he had, by the time he was, I think, about 26, he had a burden to restore Mm -hmm. the temple. Yeah. And that's cool. That's cool. There's he had it in him. And in God's like, heart. hey,
1: you got the right heart. Yeah. Now you need the right truth.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to take
1: you a little deep. <laughs> I'm going to take you into it. So they stumped me. I just, hey, let's just talk for a minute. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's a bad day, though, when the book of the law has been lost in the house of the Lord. Yeah.
0: For a long
1: time. I'll for a long time. It tells
0: you something about that whole generation. That whole
1: generation. And it, it, it really beckons a question. You know, has the book of the law been lost to some measure in our day? Mm-hmm. And I'd say it has. You know, the full truth of God's word and his kingdom and how it brings to yeah. bear on things. But they found it at this moment. It says, your, ser- your servants emptied out the money that was found in the house and have delivered it into the hand of the workmen who had the oversight of the house. And then it talks about getting the book and you read it. And when the king heard the words of the book, verse 11 of the law, he tore his clothes. Mm -hmm. And the king commanded Hilkiah the priest and Aachem, and it goes down a list of all, all those guys, go inquire. That's so interesting. Go inquire of the Lord for me and for the people and for all Judah concerning the words of this book that has been found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us because our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book to do according to all that is written written concerning us. Wow. So
0: it's pausing right there. You know, uh, what's cool is that God wanted his word to be found. Yeah, exactly Obviously, he orchestrated this whole deal. And when it was found, they they took it and read it. The immediate response of this tenderhearted guy Mm -hmm. was repentance and fear.
1: Yeah. Wrath. You know, he's worried about wrath. Hate.
0: I'm worried about the wrath of God. God's right. going to take us out here. Yeah. And, and he's right. When You know, when yeah. you read later right. in this story, uh, everything that happens when you take God's word out of the picture was Amen. happening. Right. There was immorality, prostitution. They yeah. were sacrificing children. Yeah. You know. there depravity. depravity, which is when you take the word, mm-hmm. you know, which is the light and the law, and the truth, and everything that we need, and you just take that out of a culture, mm. it, it, it leads to, to what we're seeing now right. in our day, the exact same thing.
1: Yeah, whatever's right in your own eyes.
0: But when, it, when God, in his grace, brings his word back on the scene, yeah. there are some tenderhearted people mm-hmm. who respond, and that's what Josiah did.
1: Mm-hmm. But you think about this, because this is a revival. Yeah. Like, this is a real move of God. Right. And what is one of the primary things that happens is that, that God's going to bring people back around his word. Yeah. He's going to reestablish the mm-hmm. word of God, like you just said, yeah. in this community of faith mm-hmm. in such a way to change culture. And it has mm-hmm. the ripple effects beyond that. And you're right. I mean, you, you look at his response. <laughs> he tears his clothes. And then he asks, hey, I'm sending y'all back to the Lord. Mm-hmm. To go ask him and inquire of him, uh, yeah. what, what hey, where are we at? You know, in light of what we see across the scripture here, where are we? Are, wow. we, are we about to come under judgment? You know, here to which to give you sort of a Cliff Notes version here, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. The Lord says, "Hey, you go back and tell the man that I asked the king. Mm-hmm. Tell the man, yeah, you're you're in trouble." Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. interesting, Kyle. Uh, here's a man a young man 26 who's been raised in a culture where they haven't had the word he didn't even i'd have to study this out a little more but Mm -hmm. it seems like he didn't even know how to pray right right he had to say to these religious leaders you you go pray for me you go ask god right uh it wasn't like we see with hezekiah who spread it out before the lord or david who prayed to the lord he didn't even know how to approach the lord he just he just knew that what he just read mm-hmm. was an indictment against people and mm-hmm. it brought immediate
1: conviction to mm-hmm. his soul. Well, he called out, this is interesting, even in that, when he asked him to go to inquire of the Lord, hey, that he says that our fathers have sinned against you. Like mm-hmm. he, he, he's, he's realizing yeah. after hearing the word of God, whoa, whoa, going on for a long time. we've got a generational gap here yeah. of faith. And, and Josiah's saying, I didn't even know. Yeah, that I that we that these things are evil or right. wicked or whatever those things, but it doesn't end there.
0: No, Mm-mm. down in nineteen, I love this. Uh, the Lord God said, "Because your heart was tender, mm-hmm. and you humbled yourself before the Lord, when you heard what I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants, that they would become a desolation and a curse, you've torn your clothes and mm-hmm. wept." I have heard you, Amen. declares the Lord. Mm. And you know, that's not just, uh, it, became, it came to my eardrums. It's, I got you, Josiah. I got you. Yeah. I have heard, I am, I am pleased by your yeah. response. Yeah. And Kyle, this points out a beautiful truth about, yeah. about uh, revival. Revival comes through the word of God and mm. what he said, and it comes through a tender, humble heart. Right. So if you resist, I mean, yeah. they're, they're, the Pharisees stood right in the face of Jesus right, and resisted. resisted. Mm. But they found in Josiah, mm. uh, and it's interesting to me that it's a it's a college-age student. <laughs> Something about college students yeah, they, have they been really so often the tools that God has used in revival because their hearts are tender and pliable. This guy's heart was, was tender and humble, and he immediately wanted to know, what do I do? Right. What do I do? What I need action? we need to repent and I need to lead the people to repent.
1: Well that's the that's the thing that just really this is the thought to land in coming out of last week. It started personal revival through God's word for Josiah mm-hmm. and then there's some other people that are involved. But what does he immediately do? He brings the word to the people. Yeah. He brings yeah. He God's read it word to all of them. All of them. Like you yeah. read it right here, this just blows me away. And the king went this is chapter twenty-three. So right after that, he gets word back from the Lord. The king went up to the house of the Lord. It's like he didn't know what to do. I think you're totally right. He didn't know what to do, inquired. Now he's got response back from the Lord. The king went up to the house of the Lord, and with him all the men of Judah.
0: Isn't that interesting? Both small and great. And
1: all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests, prophets, all the people, both small and great. And he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant that had been found in the house of the Lord. Wow. Revival.
0: Wow. Yeah, revival. And then and then, the next passage, and we don't have to read all of this, but the next passage, there was immediate covenant mm-hmm. that all the people signed, just like in Nehemiah and Ezra's day right. when they signed the covenant to return to the Lord. Yeah. There was a return, and there was a reformation. Yeah. They start tearing down all the altars, <laughs> yeah, right. getting rid of all the bad guys. Right. And so, this is what revival does. Yeah. You know, revival brings personal return and mm-hmm. repentance, but also brings cultural transformation. Mm-hmm. I and mean, when God really encounters his people through his word and they yeah. respond with tender hearts, okay. things are going to start popping in society. Yeah. It, it was Samuel Davies who was the uh, president of Princeton in the first great awakening that said sometimes there are eras in human history mm. eras in which only a revival mm. can bring about the needed reformation wow. but we can't we can't uh, politic our way out of this we right. can't reform our way out of this we need to encounter god in his word yes. with humble hearts right. and it brought this extraordinary revival so what what does this whole story mm. Say to us and our listeners right this very minute yeah. about our nation yeah. and our need for revival.
1: Yeah, I just in me, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, I'll say as a follower of Christ first, but I'm, I'm thinking right now in this moment like a pastor. Mm. And I'm thinking, man, I, I want to lead as much as God would allow by the power of the Holy Spirit, people back to God's Word. Mm-hmm. I, want them, I, I want to lead them to the Word in such a way that when deceptions are portrayed or promoted, they go, no, that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that to lead them to the Word in such a way that they know who God is and how God works mm-hmm. and ways God's designed these things, they'd be awakened to the life of God, that that God would raise up a, a people of the book again. Yeah. You yeah. Know, a people that would love love God through His Word, and that would make us ready for God's life. Right. And God's movement. Yeah, holistically.
0: Yeah, it just it, you know, pastors, we we hold a awesome responsibility. Mm-hmm. Awesome in terms of mm-hmm. uh serious. Yeah. And that is that we we uh we're the ones who are teaching our people the word. We're also the ones that should be teaching our people to read the word. Right. I you know for about 50 years as as a pastor every single new years we put legal pads out on the uh, on the altar and said I preached on the word and I said come down and just sign up to read the bible Yeah. Just read the Bible. Yeah. It was just so stupid and silly, it seemed. Yeah, it but good, I'm telling no. you, at the end of the day, in, in all of those pastors, we had a lot of people mm-hmm. that had their feet planted in the Scripture.
1: Well, I'm, I'm just you know being here with you and seeing how you layered that in. Mm. You know, it, it raised up a people that love God uh, in His Word and know Him. Yeah. I heard a guy recently, was, somebody had asked him, uh, how long has your pastor been there? It's a lay guy. And he said, 15 years. And they said, Well, you, how did you know that so quick? He said, Because the first year he came, he challenged me to read the one year Bible, and I've read it 15 times. Wow. What a Now, great... listen,
0: if that's the only legacy as a
1: pastor you've done. Yeah. What a great, you know, yeah. that, 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 hey, well, I know because yeah. I've read it 15 times. That's 15 how long. 15 times. Yeah. I've and read... you
0: probably have never read it
1: before. No, SBC says, my mission. I was a good church yeah. guy. Yeah. You know, and I know that now because it changed my life. I've seen, you know, I'm. I love uh, football. I, I love the game. And even I think there's things you can find from the kingdom. But one of my favorite things is the hall of fame inductions, mm-hmm. you know, and we're thinking about this. Uh, and, uh, uh, Isaac Bruce, you remember Isaac Bruce, mm-hmm. wide receiver for the yeah. Rams. who's fantastic. Played with Warner and them back in that day. And Well, I was watching the induction and he got up there. Can't know how, you know, this is not, he ain't in church. He said, yeah, football hall, uh, hall of fame and him, yeah he got up and he said uh praise the lord <laughs> and nobody said anything and then he said i said praise the lord <laughs> and people we were like praise the lord, praise the lord. lord yeah. <laughs> and, and and he shares his testimony wow and then shares how god's been with him all those things and then he leaned in and he said this man and i literally stood up he said and to my people the people of the book in the end we win Bro, I had chills all over me. And yeah. I thought, you know what? That is just the the thought, we are we are people of God's word. Yeah, we are.
0: And without it, we're completely rudderless. We have nothing. Yeah. We have no entrance into his presence because right. the word of God and prayer by yeah. the spirit of God, yeah, are the means he yeah. has given for us to encounter him. Right. And there's no there's no substitute for that. So, last week we talked about a personal revival mm-hmm. that's tethered in the Word of God. Right. We just wanted to take a, a podcast here and talk about the need mm. and the value of the Word of God in our corporate revival. Yeah. And uh, and and we would challenge every pastor, every leader out mm-hmm. there, boy, centered in the Word of God. Right. Don't don't just rely on experience only right. don't resist experience yeah i don't sure. think you Absolutely. know because there are surprising things that happen in amazing moments of god's yeah. presence, extraordinary moments yeah jonathan edwards wrote a whole book on that yeah. uh right. to counter people who were debunking this first great awakening because there was some extraordinary behavior right. edwards said look you get in the presence of god yeah some things happen sure but he was also one of the greatest theologians that yeah. we've ever produced. Sure. So it was word-centered yeah. and, but had extraordinary experience. That's so right. uh, let's go there. And, and, and let's get ready mm. for revival right. by learning the book. That's right. And knowing theologically That's and sure. spiritually, understanding the Word of God. Right. Uh, I love that little verse that says, call upon the Lord while he's near. Surely in a flood of great waters, you won't find him. Hmm. It's not saying that God can't be found when everything gets busy or overwhelming. It's just saying you don't know how to find him. Hmm. You don't know how to get to him. Oh, wow. So we ought to be people who every day are layering in the word of God Hmm. So that when tragedy comes, we we're ready. Yeah. Or when glory comes, we understand the ways of God and how right. to cooperate with Him. Come on. Well, Kyle, let's pray this in yeah, a little bit. Why don't you? Why don't you lead us yeah. in that? Would you yeah. do
1: that? Yeah. Hey, why don't we just take a second right there, wherever you are, uh, and just ask the Lord to do a work in His church. Mm-hmm. To do a work in His church related. To our relationship with his word. Mm-hmm. That we would fall in love with our God mm-hmm. through his word. Yeah. That we would be a people that know our God through his word. Mm-hmm. And that we would love his precepts. That we would love his statutes. That we would love his teaching. That we would love his law. Ask him to help us. Ask him to help you. Ask the Lord to revive his church Mm -hmm. in his word. Mm. So, Lord, we ask even today that you would teach us to be a people of the book Mm -hmm. that love to meet with our God, to be with our God in the midst of your word. And we would have it on our heart, on our lips. We'd have it buried in the deepest core parts of who we are, Uh, Lord, that we'd be anchored by your word. And that Lord, when tough times come, we'd have truth. When deceptions come, we could defend it. Lord, we could destroy the lies of the enemy with truth. And mm-hmm. that You would make us a people that that wield the sword of the Lord mm-hmm. well. And I pray it in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.